I'd love to know how Neely Feely and what Biffle Sniffle. I do sniffle. Yay. Oh, there we go. I was like, no. Yay. Yay. Um, look. <laughs> we're helping a lot of people. And um and we're doing it. We did it. I mean, it's you you understand what's important during a during a um pandemic, a worldwide pandemic. Uh Bianca, yeah. you're back in the United States of America now. I am. Uh, oh, sorry. One second. Okay, yes. And you don't. I'll be honest. Yes. I, I was a little. It got to the point where I was like a little pissed you were going. And then when you went, I was like, like, I wasn't mad. I was disappointed. <laughs> Why? You knew I was going. I understand that you had to go for your friend's wedding. But at the same time, it just felt like bratty. No way. Okay. I mean, that's because people were like, Bianca's fucking crazy for going and all this shit. Say it again. Bianca's crazy for going and a bunch of people were were tweeting me at tweeting tweeting that at me and I feel like uh, okay, here's the thing. I think it was a lot less bratty. I mean, there's nothing bratty about not, you know, I think the thing about you is you were right. You were definitely on the like forefront of the pattern recognition and understanding, hey, this is going to come here. But a lot of people didn't realize the severity of it. It wasn't. But I didn't understand how you didn't because when you were, when I was yelling it at you. Um, because I think one, I've never been in a pandemic. It's so weird. I know, but I, but what I was saying is like, you didn't, it's just, it's gonna double every three days. You were, anyways, I'm going to tell you what. So mostly because it's really hard to like stop exactly what you're doing, your normal day, yeah. day life when yeah. I, it just like, I had to basically foresee the future i understand there was like evidence for it but i didn't know i felt like i was a few days short of really it really dawning on me you know like because i left and then two days later is when the shit hit the fan whereas if that happened when i was home i would have totally changed my flight and da 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 I just think sometimes you need to hear it from someone to be like, wait, am I tripping? I don't know. Maybe I'm over-exaggerating. Maybe it'll be fine. I'm not sure. So I think that's really why I went. Going now would be bratty. Then I just felt like there were so many people who it didn't didn't really get the message and get the memo truly that like I don't know how that all blows back. Okay, so when you when you look at the Miami people – do you, like people like I'm gonna get Corona? That kid apologized today, by the way. If I get Corona, I get Corona. It's not gonna stop me from partying. Do you think they're bratty? Well, that's a completely different attitude. It's basically, just the same. I would suggest that you had the same amount of information two weeks ago that they have now. No, we're both in the same country. How did I have more than them? Because I was yelling at you, and you're smart. 
Yeah, but you yell a lot, and that you yelling you're doesn't factor. You're saying that factor. I cried wolf. <laughs> you yelling does not factor into you. That's your. I thought me yelling still, I thought it still meant something. It doesn't. I'm so numb to it. Um, yeah. You Listen, you cry wolf. You get yelled at by Neil enough times. One of them turns out to be true. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. So even a broken, that. I'm a broken clock. Anyways. So I went and everything was fine. And then um, whenever they made the announcement, like this shit just hit the fan. And then everyone's like. When, when Trump said no one's allowed back from Europe. When, no, so he said, somehow, he said, what? When you got that impression that somehow he's a fucking moron, but that's a whole other issue. The whole thing I mean, thing it's beyond, it's so fucking, I was like, yeah. what? Well, also he said Europe, and then he meant, and it's funny because everybody we were with were like, oh, he meant the Shagan era. I'm like, the fuck is Shagan? Like, that sounds like what Oregon. What is Shagan? It means mainland Europe. Oh, got it. That that sounded like that, Irish that like already. Irish term, I was like, like yeah. "What is?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. It's like Shagan. Oh, the Shagans. <laughs> and so, then that was when it was a mad scramble. So half the people who were flying, you know, didn't come in. People landed and they returned their flights. So I started trying to figure out how to get back. Um, but the problem was that. It was that you were on the phone with your airline for two hours to try to get change your flight, yeah. and then the phone would just hang up. So that happened yep. three or four, no, three or four times to the point mm-hmm. where I was just like, "Okay, it's not that I'm not going to get home. It's that hey, if I don't change my flight to something earlier, is my already booked flight going to just get canceled?" So it was it was weird. I was like really never felt like a refugee. I wasn't that close how'd to you, being a refugee. Bianca, how'd you get out of there? Uh, you know what? This broken clock, this broken clock came to my rescue. Neil was like, so I was, we were texting all day. And I was just like, fuck, I'm fucked. Like, I don't know how to get out of this place. And Neil hit me up and he was like, look, man. Got a lot of miles. Just let me know if you need some help. And I was like, yeah, I need help. Right right now I need help. Please, now. And then Neil booked me a flight out of Ireland. You didn't need to mention miles. It would have been better if, if it were cash. Oh. oh but sorry. I hear you. I mean, I'm look, I'm proud of my That's miles. what happened. That's exactly what happened. I'm proud uh, of my and miles. Then, and then I looked. What class, behold, Bianca? What, what oh, class? I, I, would you shut up? I'm going to get to that. So okay. then I look. And uh, I saw there was business class. Mm. And I was in so many lounges. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Neil. You've never had it better. You're like when Barbara I was like, Bush said people go during home? Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> it's the best thing that ever happened to them. Literally, was there was the no reason to go home. To you you yeah. saved me. Neil saved me. He saved me from my pickle. And I will yep. never forget it. I was very overwhelmed when you said you would get me a ticket. I was crying because I was just so frustrated. I couldn't get a hold of anybody. And I couldn't yeah. get out. And I couldn't talk to anybody. And I racked up like 150 bucks of roaming. And I just was like, dude, can something work? You know, and then um, all the hotels I had booked until my actual flight, which was Thursday, 
that Thursday, like after St. Patrick's Day. Oh, was it really? Yeah. I thought it was Tuesday. Wow. No, it was Thursday. And um, then all the hotels started calling me and saying, we're canceling your reservation. Like, we're closing. Oh, like like you weren't going to, you're going to be truly going to be ass out. Well, I have a lot of friends in Ireland, so I wasn't going to be ass out. But they were like, don't worry. You can stay with us. I'm just like, oh, that's so nice. Do you want to hear my Irish accent? Fireplace. Do you want to hear my my Irish accent? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's probably really shit. You know, Neil Brennan, he's a good lad. Is that good? (laughs) Did I ever tell you the story? (laughs) This is such a fucking funny story. So, um, when we did Half Baked, 1997, um, there was a woman who was the script supervisor on the movie, right? Oh, I think you told then, me this, and I love this story. Did I, I don't know if I told it to you on the air, but no. I told it. I don't, uh, so, and then <laughs> nine months later or something, a uh, uh, girl I was dating was in Toronto shooting a movie, and it was the same script supervisor, this Irish woman. <laughs> And she goes, oh, you date Neil Brennan. That's a good ba- uh, good lad. The thing about Neil, he always missed his mom. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, the fuck are you talking? It was so fucking crazy. Story. Always missed it his mom. It was so crazy. <laughs> always missed his mom. That's so uh, funny to me. No, let me tell you something. Insane. They're all so funny there. I was stuck for a a very short period of time and i was just like i was in ireland my irish friend neil neil's had he's got a heart of gold neil he's got a heart of gold he got me out of ireland and i was very thankful so thank you so much Mm -hmm. you're a good friend uh have you had speaking of moms have you had to uh i had to like kind of yell at my mom about all this where she was like well i She's kind of, it was like maybe a week ago where she was just being kind of like fun and like someone, I saw a woman at the Acme getting a bunch of peanut butter and all this stuff. And I was like, yo, this is serious. Like this could kill you. My mom's 87. Like I talked about this on the show last time, but it's like, that's, she's got a bullseye on her back. Um, My mom's basically in a rap beef with coronavirus and it could it could sneak up on her at any point and pop her. uh, The thing is, my mom, too. She's like, I was at the Ross and I was like, get the 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 one while you're at Ross. First of all, why? I mean, we all go. Who doesn't love Ross? Go ahead, though. Marshall's. But also, like, I was like, stay the fuck home. My sister who lives with her was like taking um, videos at uh, the gym. And I was like, yo, what are you doing? And she texted me Don't back, there's the no gym. one there. It was I was alone. It's just like, you're all fucking You know who's got a stupid. membership at that gym? Rona. The Rona <laughs> the virus. Truth about Did Rona. you see the thing yesterday? Seventeen. The coronavirus managed to live on the abandoned cruise ship for 17 days. Like it does, it la- it can last. This motherfucker's got staying power. Um, it's just annoying. It's like, dude, if you're not going to take it seriously, like it, it's just a, it's frustrating to me because now there's no reason not to. I feel like 
everyone knows. It's fucking dangerous is what it is. It's just dangerous. Like, it's not cute. It's fucking dangerous. Um, you're, and you're being, it's, it's really rude and really inconsiderate. The funny thing is you just see people's, um, biases flare up where you see what everyone, who everyone is like, uh, like my friend who's divorced was shitting on his ex-wife. Like my, it's everyone does their thing. Like this bitch did it. She's using this. It, I, and I taught, I did a lot uh, Instagram live with Chappelle last night and he was like, Brennan, let me guess you're doing everything right. And I was like, yep, I think I am. Um, I'm trying, I mean, I've had, I've like any idea of having a woman over here. I've been like, no, no, no woman is worth almost dying for. Even if you don't die. If you get it bad, it's like I posted a thing on Twitter yesterday about a guy's description of it. It fucking sounds awful. Like even uh, uh, somebody was saying they had it. Meek Mill said he had something around Christmas and he said like he had the he lost 15 pounds and had the thought while it was happening. An old person could not survive this. And he's right. Like, did uh, you not? You wouldn't. That's the first thing I said when I was sick. Remember how I keep saying I think I had Corona? Yeah. Uh, every um, time someone yeah. texts me, how are you? I was like, if I was 78, I'd be dead. I kept telling people, like, uh, texting my friends who were asking me if, how I was. I'm like, assigning them what they're going to make at my funeral. It's like, you better make that prime rib. Because I was like, this is good. This is trying to kill me. Did you have, a, like, a horrible fever? Yeah, I had, I told you, I had 104 fever for six days. Here's the. Did you really? I don't think I knew that. Here's why I didn't. I think I, I knew you had 104 fever for six days. Here's, it didn't break for a long time, but here's why I didn't think I had it. And now I know I had it is because I had really bad viral diarrhea. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I lost like 10 Speak pounds. Speak for yourself. I love to hear about it. It's my kink. It's my, it's my get off. <laughs> it's my kink. <laughs> it's your Tiger King. Um, viral I, diarrhea, not regular diarrhea, does nothing for me. Viral diarrhea, instant viral diarrhea. Rock hard. So apparently, rock hard. Like, go. A half the cases actually have gastro symptoms, but no one's talking about it. Yeah, and a lot of yeah, so a lot of gross. people, especially in like Washington, well, it's gross, but also especially in like Washington, it's a lot of the like viral gastro stuff. And when I read that article, I was like. Hot diggity damn. I got the antibodies. I knew it. You were yelling at your toilet. I told you. Um, <laughs> I have the antibodies. Yeah, that, uh, so yeah I, 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 well, I had a little, I puked. I don't know if that was the same thing. Remember, Ew, I puked two trying days to get on around? my level. No one knows what that was. I'm trying to get on your level. I'm trying to be with you and Meek. Um, uh, Meek Mills said he lost 15 pounds from it. And I, and I had the thought, 20, only 20 more to go, Meek. Um, to your back to your regular good start, weight, you, good swing, you fat motherfucker. Yes, the war on fat people continues here on how Neil feel. Um, all right, so we've had a lot of. Uh, well, first of all, how do you find quarantine? Quarantine living. I it's fine. I don't understand the problem. But here's the thing: we are lucky. We live alone. I would yeah, prefer so to, to quarantine it. alone. 
I think quarantine. Oh, I don't. I think that that's what's interesting is it it wreaks havoc on um, extroverts because like people that need to be around people. I'm like, I'm dude. I don't even know. This is so not different from my normal life. They go right. everything's closed except <laughs> like, the restaurants and the drugstore. It's okay. like all I go to re- restaurants, grocery store, and fucking and and drugstore. I'm good, man. Like I don't, I truly don't even really notice the difference. That's so weird. Um, I'm an extrovert. I go out all the time. Stand up. Yeah, but you don't mind it because no one else is out. <laughs> <laughs> You're not like, missing out. I've had no that thought. FOMO like, here. If, look, if this takes us all out, we all just have to die within a year of each other, and I'll be fine with it. If I die, it's fine. You guys just have to die with me, right? If um, we all die, that, and you're still left, like the Green Mile, Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. I I felt like Tom Hanks in the damn terminal. I was like, please don't let me live in the airport. Because at some point, I was like, how long were you in the airport? I wasn't in the airport that long. But oh, because I, I saved you, right? It just felt like God let me in, Trump. You're confusing. Why are you telling us information like this? It's causing uh, panic. He is an absolute imbecile, and I got to think that even his biggest fans think that now. Like he's so fucking embarrassing. He's he's gonna kill people. He, I mean, he already somebody ate chloroquine yesterday and died. Um, like, they are chloroquine. They they ate the wrong one. They they're chloroquine. There's one that's uh for cleaning. Yeah, like your uh, fish phosphate. Tank. And they ate that yeah. one. Yeah, they ate the wrong one. Whoops, well, it happened. But honest, if he hadn't mentioned it, they never would have fucking done it. And then now people are hoarding it and just like, all right, you're a fucking moron. Um, and I don't hope anyone dies. I bet Dave last night that somebody good was gonna die in the next two months um and uh well i mean somebody that's a under, mean vet i i agree but i'm a mean person um under it's not i didn't say who i'm just saying no, somebody good like, somebody that like we all value i'm not saying tom hanks i'm saying like you know idris i don't think Idris is gonna die i don't think any of the i don't think durant's gonna die um i uh i just i'm saying um somebody like like fuck like it's it'll be as weird as kobe dying on a helicopter also remember when kobe died on a helicopter three weeks ago um remember that that earth that we all inhabited that's gone take us back Um, take us back to kobe death yeah Yeah, and i know the good old days when kobe died um Um, so apparently did you know that it kills men 50% 50% more than I women. know. That's another uh-huh. reason why I'm Bitch. not. No bitches allowed. A girl, I was, me and Rock were joking. A girl could be like, what if me and my my homegirl come over? I'd be like, you're doubling my risk factor. <laughs> no, absolutely not. That's that's not an incentive. Um, He's like DPs only, No baby. hands. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Um, so... Uh, so, all right. So, yeah, I don't mind it at all. I, I've gotten a lot of food delivered. Uh, Crossroads delivers. There's another service I'm a part of called v- Vegan Out. Um, Bad they name. Deliver. That's uh, Vegin Out, maybe? I think it's Vegin Out. I, I don't know. Veg- V-G-G-I-N. Apostrophe. Out. Ew. Um, 
and uh, I'm living the Neil Brennan lifestyle. Nothing's changed over there. Reading, yeah, I've been reading. Tell us what you're I've been reading. reading books. We're, well, I have a book report coming up, but okay. uh, we're not there yet. Um, okay. Also, the funny thing is people go, hey, well, are you writing jokes? I'm like, I'm going to give it a second before I even know what the world is. Like, it seems silly to write about traffic now if 10 million people are going to die. Right. Like the first few days of comedy are going to be really weird. Oh, going to be You kind of can't. You can't really, I can't, I mean, it's got to be all based on, on quarantine shit. Yeah, of course. Like 9-11, it's like, right? like, what are you talking about? We're, yeah, but we're even, yeah, 9-11, you would, I, I don't, I wasn't doing stand-up then, but like, it seemed like, I don't know. I, I feel like there was a, 9-11 was two days. Um, yeah, this is a, this is going to be a is, while. This is fucking, this is, you got to say, this is fucking crazy. Uh, this like is crazy. For all the, as much as as much as we're all being like blithe about it, this shit is fucking bazonk. I'm really scared. I was not scared. Yeah, I'm scared. Are you scared for my like parents' health, my mom, my stepdad? I really am scared for them. Yeah. I just want them to be okay. If they're okay, yeah, and my friends' parents and stuff like that, then it'll be then I can breathe. But you know, it's just that looming thing. It's like, God, the more people we know, the less funny these corona memes are going to be. And these, just this yeah. world we're in, it's so, everyone's coping, however they're coping. Yes. But it would just be infinitely harder if someone you love passes away. I think I would be like, fuck it, I'm coughing on everyone. Like, no, I wouldn't do that. But I yeah. would just, it's like, fuck this you know so i i hope it doesn't get that bad i haven't been able to eat and i don't know why because i'm not stressed out i'm scared but i'm not stressed i don't know i haven't had an appetite since i've been back and it's really weirding me out you look skinnier i think i've lost since i landed at monday i landed monday last monday i've lost like eight pounds not for any reason like just i don't have an appetite. I wonder if it's some subconscious anxiety about the situation. Right, Absolutely. but I've never not eaten. It's weird. Like, I have to force feed myself, so I don't fucking know. Maybe I shouldn't brag about it. All these people are getting you fed. You fucking... Uh, you motherfucker. <laughs> no. Get that shit out of my face. You um, know what's... No, wait, you yeah, know what's, that's... Uh, go. What, you think, what it's, you think it's anxiety? Yeah, of course. So what else could it be? I don't know. I asked my friend who's a doctor. She was like, well, it's cancer. I was like, okay, cool. It's not, not calling cancer. you back. Yeah, it's not cancer. No, it was like, what the um, fuck, cancer? Fuck off. It's, yeah, it's like where you're like, oh, right. That's where you don't understand the thing you're doing. I remember one right. time I started take I up my dose of Zoloft and started throwing up every night at like 530. Jesus. And then I, but I thought it was lifesavers. I'm like, you know, I'm eating lifesavers. <laughs> Right. So they're probably having a huge, a huge uh, kickback. Um, oh my God. Um, the uh, the oh, so this has been fun watching. Uh, well, speaking of memes, the the meme or the thing where people send you a link to a news story and then it's the guy with the big dick. Dude, is that got so, old so fast. 
it got old. I hate jokes like that. And as you can imagine, the reason I don't like them is because like you didn't do anything. What? Of course, I'm gonna click right. on this, and you want me to? It's like people go and look here, and then they bop you in the face. It's like, yeah, you. I, that's what. If you point at my chest and say, "Look, I'm gonna look." Right. You haven't. There's nothing clever about this. Or You've it's just like when someone to, like handshakes. Uh, yeah, like all right, dude. I'm gonna go on doing this. Uh, I'm gonna go on shaking hands this way. And if if uh, it's just not clever at all to me. And how many did you get? Uh, it was. How many did you get? I mean, probably like six or seven. Um, That's so lame. Yeah. No, I mean, nobody, you know, it's just, I'm like the last person to do that with. It's like not. I know, that's that's actually weird that people would send it to you. <laughs> that like, because I'm the worst audience ever for it? No, but um, I just don't I think you'd find that funny. Just off the no, top of my head. No, of course not. Nope, sure didn't. <laughs> uh, but, you know, people don't know what to do. Um, you know what I oh. have found funny, though, Bianca? Yes. Yeah, celebrities, c- celebrities struggling. Oh, my God. This is where you really see the Gal Gadot thing was a crystallization of um, I'm sure people will forget it as soon as they they found it out. But actors can't write. They don't know how to write. They're bad. They're not interested. They're just good looking. Mm. It would be like going, all right, uh, models, make your own clothing. They're right. fucking bad at it. They don't have any but skills. But she just for it. sang, right? Was that it? I didn't. Gal Gadot I really... was. It was. And it was. They sang "Imagine," and it was right. like uh, her, Kristen Wiig, Sarah Silverman. I saw that. Uh, so Will shitty. Ferrell. Uh, and it was just all really like blue. It was everybody trying to show how good they were at singing. It was and, embarrassing. Uh, it was so fucking embarrassing. Uh, and it was proved like you fucking you shallow fucking morons. Go inside. Go right. be pretty somewhere else. Well, you know, um, I feel like a lot of people don't give a fuck about celebrities right now. They're kind of worrying about their real lives. They have their hands full. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot less attention. People who are used to getting a lot of attention aren't getting as much attention right now and they're like okay well i have a captive audience we're all suffering yeah. let me make a statement and it's like yeah you don't up. know how to make statements you know how to say statements why don't you read a speech you <laughs> fucking dumb motherfucker uh how, how about the celebrities a... yeah what sorry well i said how about the celebrities making the like i too am suffering from coronavirus like oh my god not people everything. saying that they're actually like sick or that they're they're uh well madonna just, is a great oh, one did you watch the madonna ones i didn't watch the madonna ones oh my god what are will, they will like? you play the madonna video come on go let's go eat some fried fish fried fish come on rogue i mean go Let's go eat some fried fish, fried fish. Cause there's no more pasta, oh no. So we're gonna eat some fried fish, fried fish, yeah. 
to get why I mean, that was not necessary to post. what a night what a fucking nobody said don't it's just like this is you could someone said all, you oh dear explain <laughs> you couldn't explain how uh famous she was to somebody who wasn't alive you like literally couldn't explain right. like she was ciara Sierra. she was Sierra. she was uh she was fucking beyonce, beyonce and and rihanna in one there was no she had no competition for like right. king queen white girl none um and uh and and then you see what everyone agreeing with you for 35 years does to you is you're just a fucking embarrassment and uh well there's one where she did it in the bathtub that's also right i saw a bathtub but i didn't see it just what a nightmare oh the great thing about that fried fish song was uh al weird al yankovic wrote not so easy is it (laughs) um and i said like this is an exercise in patience that weird al has wanted to write that for has been waiting for 40 years to say and he fucking dropped the hammer (laughs) will how you doing no bathtub? No bathy? Bathy well, tub? Madonna deleted the video. Oh, God damn oh. it. Um, I mean, good. good. Finally, Thank it's not God. Will's fault. It's fine. Um, Describe it to me. What is she doing? She's just like, we're all in this together. And just like, dude, you need right. How fucking shallow. It just shows you how shallow they are. It's like uh, in... in uh, Tropic Thunder, where they have to get out on their own, and they're all just like, I don't know what's happening. They're just right. fucking dunces. Just a bunch of dunces. They're just good looking. You know who's good in a fucking quarantine? Funny people. Because we write our own material. Good night, everybody. Well, you know, you're really seeing certain sides of people during this quarantine. Um, Well, like I was saying, you just see everyone's bias, where it's like, you know, I got people going like, man, is this even real? I don't, th- I think it's the government. Okay, cool. Think it's the government. But you're about, your fucking mom's going to die because of your stupidity and your like, man, that's why a lot of, I don't even, I think it's a plot. Explain the plot where the economy loses a trillion dollars a day. What plot is that? Who would approve that plot? Well, if you, but they people like feeling like they're somehow they're not getting one over on me. Yeah, they are. Fox News is getting one over on you by lying to you and you go and die. You well, the die. thing about the thing I'm realizing so much more is that, you know, everybody wants everyone to fall in line and pay attention and not price gouge. But what everything we're taught in this country is individualism and Mm -hmm. predatory capitalism. And somehow now we want to be a communal society. It doesn't, people don't switch like that. It is not, it's not bratty to me. It's, it's completely, everybody in Florida is doing everything we've told them to do as a society. Do whatever the fuck you want. Don't let anyone tell you what to do. It like question everything. The people who are price gouging and buying up everything what are they doing? Tell me what they're doing wrong. Obviously, morally. No, exactly. They're running the playbook. This is what we're supposed to do. And now we're like, you Try guys, to get as much money as you cool. can. Yeah. Exactly. So all it really does is exploit the huge issues of of like our it culture. Exacerbates, culturally, we're just. Yeah. 
it exacerbates mm, an already this. bad situation. And but I promise you, people still aren't going to want socialized medicine because they don't know. They don't even understand. Yes. They don't understand. People are going to go. The amount of litigation and bankruptcies. This is not a one month thing. This is a ten year thing. Right. This is a ten year thing. This is going to affect lives. Even like I have money in the stock market, and last. Friday, two Fridays ago, I emailed my account. I'm like, man, yank my money out of there. And right. he's like, well, you know, just so you know, the market goes up two out of three years. I'm like, how the fuck is the market going to go up? How, like on what earth? It went up today because they, they're not going to give it a trillion Easter, dollars yeah. every day. They can give it a trillion dollars today or two trillion. But what they're going to end up with is... And then tomorrow they're not going to get another trillion. There's still not going to be any uh, consumers tomorrow. Right. They're closed. Italy's closed. Spain closed. America closed. It's there's no. Also, if the market goes up during this time, you know it's rigged because like what? Right. What I don't. What, what is, are you even what talking are you, about? Like, what are you basing that on? Yeah. Um, yes. Based on what? If it's yeah. So. And it, well, next quarter isn't going to be like a panacea. Also, $1,200, go fuck yourself. That's not enough money for, that's enough money for like people who just got out of college, like dudes who just got out of school. Also, that's enough money maybe in Wyoming. Uh, we mm-hmm. have to make it per state because uh, 2000 bucks will go so much farther in some states than it will here. I mean, just gas alone, you know? So Wyoming, you'll get a you'll get a house and a head of cattle <laughs> for two for two G's. Um, I want my head. Um, no, it's very it's it's all really unsettling. And like for example, the um, the cruise industry, the fact that they want mm-hmm. a bailout, it's really unnerving. I have taken a few cruises. I don't like them. Most Bless of you. them most of them sail under my people's flag the panamanian flag or like bahamian or whatever and uh, what difference does it make so if you sail under a different country you pay that country's like tax rate in that country and you pay the minimum wage of that country so most people who work on cruises make about 50 dollars a month legally because it's not on your cruise on the bianca on the slave cruise (laughs) <laughs> um, I mean, basically, that's what you're saying. Me, you take a slave like, cruise. Uh, listen, I didn't know. I went and I was like, this <laughs> sucks. What? This is awful. I, I meant I've been on cruises when I was a kid. I went on one as an adult. Oh, got it. Okay. I was like, this is kind of like a floating Vegas. It wasn't very nice. And then when I would talk to, you know, our servers and stuff, they're all from different countries. They make 50 bucks a month and they make most of it in tips and they can get away with that because they all fly Bahamian or Panamanian flags. So for me, okay, so you can fly that flag, evade, I think they pay like 2% in taxes on a billion dollar industry. So I don't know. I like that a lot of lawmakers or congressmen and women are having an issue with the bailout, bailing out a non-essential luxury industry. It's like, yeah, Fuck off. Really, I just want to be like, fuck off. Cruises suck anyway. Of course, but Trump's friends with him. So, you know. He's good friends. They, so um, so they're, they get, that's what they get. That's what they get. Um, 
Wait, can I tell you a funny story? Um, Can I tell you a funny story? So (laughs) I made the mistake to go pick back up a bunch of shows I haven't watched in a long time. And I made the mistake (laughs) of starting to rewatch The Walking Dead. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. It's exactly what's happening in our world now minus zombies. It's the same thing. It's like people are scavenging. There's no one around. Everyone's bored or we're not for their there life. yet, Bianca. No, I know we're not there, but there's there so many similarities. <laughs> Where I'm yeah. just like, this is not relaxing. No, it's well. That's what's what's funny is uh, I was I was being in this like world. I was thinking that all of the Walking Dead and and 28 Days Later. I don't. I'm not that into zombie movies, but like. Or zombie show. I never watched Walking Dead, but um, it's never nice out. <laughs> and being in LA, it's fucking nice out. Oh, it's and I'm nice like, out. Yeah, it's zombie apocalypse, I guess. But it's like, it's really cute outside. No, you're like, wrong. The Walking Dead is very nice. Is, is, is oh, is it nice? I've never watched it. It always just seems like it's like, <laughs> like it's grainy and like, no, it's really pretty here. Right, like the color. It's saturated colors. It's not like desaturated (laughs) gloom. It's like you can have a. It can be nice out and still be, um, still be a pandemic. Right. I mean, the first two seasons are really good. It's uh, starting to feel a little bit like a weird soap opera, but I don't know. Well, because they run out of a lot of these shows are not meant to go beyond you know like four five episodes. Oh, it's just like you don't need that. It's not that long a story. It's basically like. Imagine right. somebody at a at a at a party telling a story, and then someone's like, "Then what happened?" And you're like, "Ah, Stop. fucking that one lady, right? You know, she's uh, she was secretly fucking that other guy. I meant you're just making shit up as you go along. Um, That's exactly so. what it's the writing. Sometimes I'm like, oh god, like okay, we're all like trying to survive. These people have made like some system work in some abandoned hospital. Why is one of them a rapist? You know, it just like doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Why is a guy like, we'll see you later, lick lollipop? I'm like, okay. There's a rapist now? (laughs) Lick lollipop is his name. (laughs) Um, It's like a McSteamy and McDreamy, but it's with licks. Right. Um, Lick lollipop. (laughs) Um, Now, okay, so that's been. I, again, it's, uh, I it's let's get into what we've been, what we've been. Uh, oh, you know, before we get to that, I want to talk about, have you gone on any Instagram lives that were fun? Cause I got to say D nice is a good guy. He's a buddy of mine. Uh, but like the his- idea of going to his dance party and watching him go like, yeah, I, I don't even understand the premise. Like, so I would watch and then like Barack o, Michelle Obama in the house. No, she just is on a phone. And right. I, I, I truly, again, it's classic me. I'm ruining a good thing, but I'm like, I don't even know why. Well, anyone Quest Love does it too. I, it's not, I mean, he's just, yeah, he just music. started. The, I, I had any of them. Me and Dave did one last night and then right. we ended up calling America Questlove. Um, that was more just like shooting the shit. Chappelle was like, never done Instagram. And he's like, I like these hearts keep them hearts coming he's like i get it now see these hearts popping it really does something to you <laughs> who's um, whose instagram was he on because he doesn't have instagram he was on mine he was well michelle wolf michelle's there because she was 
doing a college nearby, and then she was like, yeah, fuck it. I got nothing she to do marooned? in New York. So. She marooned on the farm? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, I don't... Did you do it? I don't understand the premise of it. Like, why would I watch somebody DJ? I don't know. It didn't make me feel together right. with people. It made me feel no sense of togetherness. Did well, you it make you feel a sense of togetherness? I, um, I saw... When people are having conversations that I'm interested in, that's fun. But for a short amount of time, I think the music thing, yeah. uh, it's like, hey, this is a device and this is a platform that definitely celebrates non-togetherness. This is about being anonymous, doing your own thing. This is my personal algorithm. These are the things I like. No one can see what I'm liking. Bullshit. So to use that and be like, we're all one, y'all. It's like, I don't know. I think there's a disconnect. But I don't, I mean, I guess if you, I, I, it seems somebody made, like, if it's all in the background, I get, like, yeah. D Nice a good DJ. Yeah. Um, I like so Quest like, Loves. I put it on for a second, but it kind of loses its, you got to really buy into it, you know? Right. But I don't, what are you buying? It? I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like, like me and Dave really talking was probably entertaining somewhat. Like, or Burbiglia has been doing things with people, like, yeah, I bet that's fairly entertaining if you're a fan. Um, but uh, but I like I, I and I wouldn't mind listening to uh, Derek Derek D Nice, but I don't think I would want I, like just holding the phone and looking at him seemed like oh I'm never gonna do this. <laughs> I just look at you and I go like oh oh Biden's here. What? Um, this is why now this shit is fucking. Tart. Yeah. Um, so it's, I like Questlove how he just plays music and it's not yeah. this like it's a party, y'all. Yeah. I've had I more like fun that on it was my D Nice own. presents. I like that D Nice oh, had D-Nice. to co-sign. He presented. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking funny. It's like a mirror. It's like the most famous <laughs> DJ. Or, I mean, you know, very famous right. musician. I've um, had more fun but, doing uh, like uh, Zoom and house party like meetups with friends yeah that seems like something because that's, that's more fun. you can actually see the people yeah and you're talking um, and all that shit yeah that's fun how do you guys decide who talks on a zoom what do you mean it's how it's how like we're i did that. one today i did a pitch meeting today and i i don't know who it seems to have like a it, it'll cut to somebody whoever's talking i is that true i didn't i don't know enough about it like Oh, I, you know, I a, use House Party. Okay. There's one I think that go, it was like for meetings and like Zoom, yeah. I would go full screen and then when I was talking and then other people would go full oh, screen. Oh. Did it work um, correctly or was it annoying? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it seemed to. I'm sure it's just whoever's talking. Right. Sure, whoever's got the strongest uh, uh, signal, they just cut right. to them. Anyhow, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> interesting. Um, so I don't, uh, I don't, I don't understand D Nice, but God bless him. And um, <laughs> he, the thing about one D-Nice more digging is, at uh, D Nice. He, he, uh, he. I Dave had a party. D Nice was DJing, and Seinfeld was there, and he goes, "This might be my favorite DJ I've ever heard in my life." Did you know I, him before? So I was like. I knew him. I no, think did, I did, had met him, and I went no, to... No, did Seinfeld oh, No, know. Seinfeld had no idea. No, he doesn't keep up with the DJs, the way okay, you might guess. And, um, and then, so I got D-Nice's... Uh, I was like, I went to D-Nice. I was like, give me your card. 
gave it to Seinfeld's wife, and then Derek does all their parties. And he's like, Neil, man, you made me so much money. Like, good. Um, wow, that's good. My point is, I help black people. I help black people. I help them with travel. Escape I help them. them with jobs. I help them escape uh, from Ireland. <laughs> yes, from Ireland. I got some. I got a a, a mixed chick out of Ireland. Um, <laughs> now, book report. Book report. Have you read a book since we've been cloistered? It's fine. You haven't. It's fine. You don't have to. It's better if you do, but you don't have to. I have read. There's a book about the L- the L.A. Lakers in the 80s called Showtime, upon which they're making an HBO series produced by Adam McKay. Uh, it's a good, it's a fun, light book. Um, I, if you like basketball, read it. I'm sure the show will be better. Uh, I, I mean, this sh- I don't know. I find that sh- the show might be a little flat. Who fucking knows? It's just a lot of fucking, which you kind of can't. What do you mean? A lot of fucking? Like literally like Magic Johnson would have sex with three or four women a day. Every day. Um, Spreading uh, that COVID. Like Michael Cooper. Yeah, exactly. Michael Cooper would have sex all the time. Like It's just all about sex? Rambus is kind of. Weird. And relationships, which just Ooh. come down to like Jerry. And Jerry Buss, the owner, was like a, a womanizer. He would just like go, buy you a car. He'd buy a woman. He'd like would go out on a couple dates with a girl and be like, "Do you want to go to college?" And then send her to college, <laughs> pay for her college. So again, that's the way you're gonna. If you want a dirt bag, it that's the way to do it. Um, not mad at it. Make not it worth mad. their while. Yeah, no, I'm not mad at it either. I get I get bitches out of Ireland. <laughs> um, now I read also. Uh, William Styron wrote a book called Darkness Visible. It's kind of the first mainstream modern book about uh suffering from depression and uh it's fucking really good it came out in like 89 i believe but i just never read it and then somebody gave it to me so i just been going through books people have given me and go like yeah i'll read this right uh my buddy ben anderson gave it to me and uh it's very good and a very concise uh it's a first person narrative about what it's like to have depression and like what it does to your thoughts and what it does to your vote your voice like what it does to your body what you like it's it your memory it's it's fucking interesting and finally bianca i don't know if you've heard of this george orwell but uh wrote in 1984 and and uh catch uh, no he didn't write catch 22 1984 and uh and uh animal farm and he's you know uh i guess a genius i would say and but he wrote some essays um early in his career that so i got a book of those and i the first one i read is excellent and okay so he made i i i screen grabbed it because it's it's uh to me it's so interesting how did you find i'm asking you personally how did you find childhood i'm asking you in particular um okay probably better than most but still a little tough what did you find not and i'm not even talking about like so-and-so abused me or so-and-so was rude or whatever we moved or whatever i'm talking about like the experience of being airdropped into life yeah (laughs) on earth is uh so I I still feel weird about it. Right. I still feel the alienation. 
So, uh, so there was a a, a uh, one particular quote that I will uh, bring up because it's a banger. Um, uh, uh, because of a deeper grief, which is peculiar to childhood and not easy to convey, a sense of desolate loneliness and helplessness, of being locked up not only in a hostile world, but in a world of good and evil, where the rules were such that it was actually not possible for me to keep them. That's how I feel about life. It's like I came here and there's all these rules and I'm like, wait, what? And I just feel so isolated and lonely as a result of of like being all this shit kind of put on you that you're like, uh, like it's impo- almost impossible to do the right thing. Yeah. Your thoughts. That's how you actually feel. That's how I actually feel now. It's how I felt absolutely in childhood where I was, I just didn't understand the premise of stuff. Some of it's good. Like I didn't understand the premise of racism. I still kind of don't where I'm like, wait, what? So there, but what are you talking about? Um, I understood. There's just a lot of rules that I don't. Yeah, go ahead. I understood rules very early on. I had, but did I understand them? But do you understand why? I, that's the thing is I just never understand the why of things. Like, why exactly are we doing that? Right. Yeah, no, I did. I don't think that was something that, you know, per, like I was like perplexed by at a young age. I completely understood rules, why, and how to get around them as, as a kid even. as like just, I don't know, even things I couldn't explain – like, me and my brother were really close when we were young. And just shit we couldn't explain. We just, I don't know, we made it work. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I would have to go into certain, like, examples. But I remember we lived in a... Maybe I grew up, maybe growing up super Catholic made me, like, feel like the long arm of the law everywhere. Like, Catholicism right, no is set up to go... It. Yeah, like, beating, but also just God thinks you're bad. You're born bad. And you're like, what? What? There's a Lenny Bruce did a joke that I I did, and then somebody was like, Lenny Bruce did that joke, which is um, so you come out of the box, and they're like, you're defective, and it's like, well, the fault lies with the manufacturer. Then, like, why the fuck are you putting it on me that I'm I'm defective? You made me. So what the fuck are you talking about? So it's just all this shit of like you're bad, uh, that feels a bit totalitarian. It's what Christopher Hitchens referred to referred to Christianity as celestial North Korea, um, <laughs> which is the fucking best. And he's like, it's but the difference so is good. you can potentially escape North Korea. Uh, right. You can never really escape Christianity. Once it's in you, you it's fucking hard to shake. I think so, because um, having I wasn't raised religious at all. I was really yeah. allowed to. There was a lot of, I think, as a gift you know, the way I was raised, there's a lot of the world that wasn't defined for me, you know, and that, especially in comparison to a lot of my friends who were raised very religious, the world is so defined. It wasn't defined by your parents or you would just kind of, you were like, you felt you could like explore freely. No, it just wasn't both. It wasn't defined by my parents and I could figure it out, you know, whereas Christianity really does try to give you a 
Christian view of the whole pie, of the whole world. This is what you do if you're feeling horny, if you're feeling mad, if you're feeling glad, if you're feeling this. Like, I feel like they have an answer eat it. for everything. Eat fucking eat it. Push it down. That's what they're telling right. you to do in Christianity. It's like you're wrong for feeling that feeling that this celestial thing put in you. Well, why'd you put it in me? As a test, me lord. <laughs> me lord. Um, um, so <laughs> that, I think that is where really Christianity, especially being friends with you and seeing how and my friends, are, I mean, I'm just saying you really. No, no, a, it's a, funny. You're like how riddled I am. I'm riddled by it. I'm like haunted by it. You're haunted by it to, I would say, if I was a more naive person, I would, I would wonder why you're so hung up on it. You know, I understand why, but, you know. I think people's first instincts like just get over it, let it go, go to therapy. And you've done you've done everything to try to get over, shake it, it yeah. And you are real, you know. It's this your Christian upbringing or Catholic upbringing. It really is like you hate it, but you kind of still weirdly love it aspects of it. I don't it's I don't strange. I I do like the sort of discipline aspect of it you and do. The, the like I do respect I think discipline's respectable and like work ethics respectable right. and all that stuff but it's not that respectable. <laughs> it's not it's it's <laughs> so respectable that um it it I mean it's respectable but it's also uh oppressive. Right, and but that's it's also what I deal part with. It's like you. it's valuable in 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 small doses, but there are no small doses in Christianity. It's you got to go once a week, right? And so um, in my head I, now, when I think about it, and I'm I feel very lucky to have parents that really didn't give a fuck about a lot of you know aspects of my personality, how it was going to turn out. They just kind of did the best they could. Yeah, it's a weird. My sister sends her sons to Catholic school, and I'm like, why? Why are you really? doing that? Yeah, is she like and an older it's, one? It's she's older than me. I mean, she's sort of from the same. Everyone's older than ethos me. is me, but um, so yeah, it's hard to get out. Um, it's hard to get that Christianity out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a. Uh, it's the. It's the original stain. It's. They say it's sin, but it's actually christianity's view on sin that is the right. actual original sin um, um wait hold on so that i so- was watching wait speaking of christianity i was watching tv and some gram some religious gram guy he is like he's like yeah, a very billy famous Graham's guy. son billy graham Jr. Yeah. yeah and he comes on tv and he's like if you're scared of the coronavirus and you are these are dark times just say this prayer with me right now. Lord, I am a sinner. I, this is on regular ass TV. It's like, uh-huh. I'm a sinner. I have sinned. Please help me, Lord. This real quick prayer about say I'm a sinner. And it for someone who's like not religious, I was like, oh, get the fuck off my TV. Like, so you pop on my TV. I don't know you. And uh, in mm-hmm. immediately with the insults, immediately with I'm mm-hmm. a sinner. Like I'm just sitting in my That's bed. That's what being doing- Christians like. You're a baby, and they're like, you know, you're born, you're born with original <laughs> sin. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's just like a base coat. 
of sin. Yeah. <laughs> like fuck yourself. Um, right. Yeah, there's nothing you can do, and it and it and it will never stop cursing you. Um, Doc Watch. Well, there's a lot of these. I got many today. It's been a hot week of docs and basically going to be our new, our podcast is basically going to be a doc watch now. I mean, in short, um, dirty money on Netflix. I thought season one was better. Uh, season one, especially episode one, where it's the payday loan guy, and while they're filming, they were coming to repossess his like exotic <laughs> car collection. And I asked a friend at Netflix, I was like, "Did you?" He didn't care, and she's like, "No, he didn't." He was like, "I'm glad you're here to film this." Um, but uh, but Dirty Money's good. It's just about financial right. chicanery, tomfoolery. Chicanery. Uh. The big, all right, there were some bangers this week. Obviously, Tiger King, which Obviously. we'll get to. We'll play Doc Watch, play a different Doc Watch song if you got it. <laughs> Doc Watch. <laughs> Great. That one's so good. Pandemic 1918 Spanish flu is. Spanish flu. Spanish flu. So great. Actually started in Kansas, but what? Who's who are who's American not to be racist? Right. Um, Wuhan um, virus. Wuhan. Uh, by the way, I mean, Mer, you know what MERS Kung stands Wu? for? Kung flu. Kung, um, Kung Wu. You know what MERS is short for? MERS is short Middle for Middle Eastern, Eastern Respiratory, Respiratory Syndrome. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm not mad at Chinese. It's it's stupid, and I'm not going to beat up a Chinese person, but that is kind of where it started. No, it's um, MERS, uh, Ebola's a damn river, West Nile. It's like, yeah. get, it's, so when it's brown people, it's yeah. like, well, that's where it's from. Uh, well, that's where it's from. They're Chinese. We got to protect the Chinese. They're fine. Um, Chinese people are going to be fine. I mean, I'm surprised I haven't named it. Well, China's, by the way, Wuhan's the safest place to be now. Right. Now they're like, don't come to us. They're, yeah, they're past But I have it. a 10-year visa. And the reason China was able to... Uh, shut their their covid down is because they welded people into their homes they and until people. america does that they welded doors shut from the outside so crazy it's in a wuhan documentary that i posted two weeks a uh, week or two weeks ago on my twitter we'll throw it up there it's not we're not going to give it its own song but it's like <laughs> life in wuhan or something um it's really fucking good um pandemic 1918 was did you watch it no i like i just need a i need to like escape yeah i know i know i either need like all pandemic or no pandemic (laughs) um it's also been fun to fucking not just leave my computer and phone downstairs and just read look at you not on your phone i'm gonna read because you just you kind of od on it Oh, this is like deep. ODing on it, where you're just like, I can't fucking enough, dude. Like enough with the fucking technology and the this is a look at breaking. Right, um, exactly. Like breaking news. So, I, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. The nineteen eighteen flu pandemic one on PBS, I also posted on Twitter. Um there's a scene where a doctor tells a ten year boy ten year old boy, you need to look for a casket. <laughs> Which is like 
boy, oh boy. Um, doctor, when the doctor says you need to look for a casket, there's also a point where a family that ran a funeral home, their entire living room was full of caskets because they didn't have any more room at, at work. Um, it no, just it's scary. killed it's like, a lot uh, of people. I, I saw a documentary. I'll find it for you, but it was about, I'd watched a small one on pandemics, not a big one. And it was saying how like when kids were dying of like diabetic ketoacidosis and that's when they invented um it was that spin no that wasn't it was a uh, metformin that was when they invented a uh, penicillin mhm they were like these kids yeah. were dying and they were just like when they finally realized that that's what was that's what was needed they would just like inject these kids and they like one by one started waking up from this like coma and i was like <gasps> Please, we need a miracle. No, that's what people go. How much longer is it going to last? It's going to last until we have a vaccine. There's going to be rolling quarantines. Right. Uh, I think it will be rolling a year and a half. I think you're right. A year and a half is optimistic. Um, But now, having said that, if you can get your hands on some chloroquine, I'd say take it right. Take it right away. (laughs) Uh, Eat it. Listen to Neil, you guys. Sold at many, many, many pet stores. Again, but if I said that and someone died, I'd feel bad. Do you know what I mean? You like, you're fucking, he's responsible. Uh, somebody was saying Trump's not responsible. It's like, no, he's responsible. Um, that, I watched that. I, I didn't even put this on the list, but Pandemic on that. Give me the song from Pandemic, Will. Doc Watch. What are you going to do? Doc Watch. Doing a documentary. You're not so smart. Doc Watch. Did you watch? No, no, It's very good. But it was like, Doc Watch. Great. Thank you, Will. Um, pandemic on Netflix, I gotta say, is almost too on the nose. It's like exactly, you know, what you think it's, it's, it's great. And it shows like the, the, the origin of, uh, epidemiologists and, and virologists and they're really important people. Um, add another list of people to the heroes column that America loves to keep. The real heroes are the teachers. The real heroes are the doctors and nurses. Um, I know. There's. I forgot but, what city does it, but every night people come out on their balconies and clap for the hospital workers. About Canada did it. Italy did it. I was thinking America could clap at five, boo at six. <laughs> um, I was going to do a hashtag. I just didn't want to fucking get right. it's just like, into eh. Oh, someone isn't uh, in the like mood for a little Twitter karate. No, I, well, that's wow. a karate. I don't want to be like, I don't want to go viral for fucking being, yeah, being like, an antagonist. Neil Brennan thought that, that we would all boo the, the, I just, it's just too corny. Um, but, uh, pandemic's just good. Just good, solid, clean filmmaking. And it puts things in perspective. It's very like narrative driven, which they all are in some ways. Like one, they one peop, one group is like working on a vaccine for the flu. One, per, they're testing it with pigs, and you see their whole thing. And another guy is a uh, is a uh, uh, Ebola guy um, went to Africa and fought Ebola. There's an Ebola uh, front line that's really good. Yeah, it does, it's not going to get its own song, but it's old. It's like three years old, maybe. Um, give me another Doc Watch song, Will. I only date women who do their 
federal taxes. If you're sitting on an elephant, life is either going extremely well or After Truth on HBO. What's it called? Is After Truth. It's basically just about misinformation on the internet. And uh, like Seth Rich and Reddit and 4chan and the stupid shit that people promote. Joe Rogan thinks Seth Rich was murdered, I think. I mean, that's how the documentary makes it look. Alex Jones. Just, it's just, uh, I read a book about it called um, Antisocial that maybe about six months ago that kind of does the same thing. And it's a lot of right wing shit. It's, it's good. It's a clearinghouse of all of these. Um, uh the the epidemics of misinformation and where they come from and that's good it's hour and a half easy easy ride uh called after truth on hbo and of course are you ready will another song dark watch dark watch dark watch dark watch that sounds like a local teen if i've ever heard it for um, real. Tiger King. Uh, Tiger King. So it was weird. Um, I hated all of them at the end. Well, they're they're. I didn't love hate hate. him. Love hate. No, I love I love me some Joe. Did not hate Joe Exotic. Somebody said he. That's not actually him singing. Oh no, I I didn't think it was singer. him at all. Well, that's pretty cool that he hired somebody. I like that he he's pretty lo- he's pretty quick with a buck. He's not he's not a Real tightwad. I uh, I don't I really like there was just behavior that everyone exhibited where I was like, God, what the fuck is going on? But I like. Do you him. think Homegirl killed her husband? Yeah. Okay. She's so fucking um, self entitled. I do like that the doc didn't didn't. Um, like shed, put her in a good light. I don't know why I loved it. Uh she's like a she's a she's a she's full of shit. She's just, just full like shit. a exactly. crazy and she just it's just a thing you can be into and then people you get this this halo effect of like I'm an animal lover. Right. As it's I've like, said on here before, it's not that impressive to be an animal lover. It's not doesn't mean you're moral. It doesn't mean you're good. If you love human beings, that I fuck with. You work in charity with people. You work at a hospital. You volunteer at a soup kitchen. I fuck with you. But I don't. If you work at a pound, I don't. I or, or like I volunteer at the pound. I don't. That's less impressive than a homeless shelter. Right. Um. And uh, huh? Yeah. It's, it's way less, less impressive. impressive. Like shelter. it's like. Yeah, it's not even. Comparable. I don't care. Human. It's easy to love animals. It's 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 completely uh, second nature to human beings to love animals. Loving human beings. There's now you're doing something. Uh, but I found Joe great, and and uh, the amount of tigers that there are in America. God, I didn't is know. Crazy. That's it's crazy. Crazy. They. Yeah. I was so. It's such a dirty business. You didn't. I didn't realize how yeah. scary and dirty that business was. And oh, just that's so fucked up to me. I'm like, what are like? We all talk shit about. There's so many documentaries um, of uh, Chinese 
you know, things that Chinese people are consider to be like aphrodisiacs or grow their penis or make right. them horny or whatever shark, the hell. Shark, yeah. Shark, shark there's head. like this yeah. one um, pretty good documentary called Something in the Shadows. Shadows of... Anyways, yeah. it's about these like sure. bladders of these endangered fish in the Gulf, uh, in the Sea of Cortez. That like... Yeah. Each bladder is like, I don't know, $10,000, $20,000. So we always like really criticize Asia... And their inhumane, you know, demand for like animal species. But right here, we have the biggest demand for baby tigers. And the whole time, I was like, fuck, I want to pet one of those. The whole documentary, I wanted to pet a baby tiger. The entire. Like, didn't uh, you? It looks so cute. No, because I've, I've done it. There was, you I, have? they had one on Mindy, on the Mindy project. And I'm up. directing it that I. Took a picture. It was also like every guy on Tinder had a picture at one point. No, yeah, that's so. I I have like a bad association with it. Right. I kind of feel like a douchebag. They are um, cute. And I, I don't get like it, feel like, like a douchebag. Oh, they're so fucking cute. And the slapping when they're big and they fight. That shit makes me laugh. There's so that shit when cool. they're like, yeah, when they like come up and bap and then like <laughs> that shit's fucking great. But then you got to kill them. So it's a mixed bag because they're hilarious. But you got to kill them. Um. There's also one. Let's give it its own song because it it it's very serious. Doc Watch. <laughs> that was so funny. Um, the the rape of the two Corys. How the fuck did Corey you even Haim. get it? Did you buy it? That it was twenty. No, it, it was on YouTube the next day. If you oh. go on, if you go on Reddit slash documentaries, it was up. Don't um, tell me. Pretty, no spoilers. Um, was it good quality or not? Uh, it's good. It's I mean, film wise, it's not bad quality. It's the it's the it's a bunch of people. Ultimately, it's a bunch of people in North Hollywood talking about Hollywood, if that makes sense. Right. Like it's a bunch of guys that you'd see at like Coffee Bean in Burbank talking about like the way Hollywood works. And you're just like, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, but, Credible? you know, the. Yeah, I believe that Corey. I believe that Charlie Sheen raped Corey Haynes. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't. That's not like. What? Right. No. Charlie Crackhead Aid Sheen. No. There's no fucking way that guy raped Corey, Corey Haynes. Get the fuck out of my house. And Corey This Belvin isn't about coronavirus. <laughs> this is about you disrespecting. <laughs> And blaspheming Charlie, AIDS winning, fucking crackhead Sheen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so no, yeah. he's been he's been making those claims for so long that it's like yeah. Well, that's what I forgot is that he'd already made it on Doctor Oz. So it's like oh, this didn't. He's need made to be it Dr. everywhere. Oz. He's Just, like constantly yeah. said that open that open secret documentary. That one is creepy. Open secret. That's a good one. That's a good one. Open secret's a good one. That look for that on YouTube or Venmo or, or Vimeo. It's Venmo. fucking. That's Venmo open me. secret is the one. If you want to get into, uh, there we're into Brian Singer. We're into you know that's like a bit of a ring. That's a bit of a pedophile ring. Well, and um, you know that it wouldn't that every film festival took it down. Tribeca took it down. Toronto Film Festival wouldn't play it, even though it was like slated to be played. So creepy. I think illegally it's a it's a little dodgy. 
I think legally it's just hard to they just don't want to get sued by Brian Singer. Which who still um, is allowed to make movies. That's why when Yeah, I know what you just can't Oh no, he's done. They ain't gonna let him make another one. After they, the they, last one? I mean that all that all those well, claims. Because he got like he quit and he got and he would disappear on the Queen movie. Mm. On Bohemian Rhapsody. I think he was slated to do another movie, but I, I don't see that I don't see it happening. I just mean, um, you know, we really don't care about children being molested if we continue to work with like you know what i mean like i i agree yes people don't really care yeah no you're right um we sure don't because we ain't shit um we just want the we want the merchandise (laughs) what's the show uh well let's do some emails when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to check that email. First death of a person under 18 in the U.S. from coronavirus in, in L.A. County. Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, t- I mean, like, terrifying, but it's just random. It's just random at this point. My grandma's um, in New York. I'm really worried. Mabolita. Yeah. Yeah. I I say I say a non-existent prayer. Um, I'm sending Come her. On, lead us in a lead us in a prayer, Lord. <laughs> Do you remember um, any Father God? Yeah, I remember all our fathers and all that shit. And the rest is gibberish. You've got mail. I'm a 26 year old Persian woman who's been dating a 34 year old white veteran who fought in Afghanistan. I know. Yikes. Let's not dig into the psychosis behind that. <laughs> I've been with him for almost four years, and I live with him. Uh, his depression and PTSD has gotten so much worse in the past six months, which makes me very, which makes him very irritable, distant, and most importantly, that dick don't work no more. Uh, I try to be patient and urged and made appointments for him to see psychiatrist, therapist, and a primary care physician to get his testosterone levels checked because he's also getting fat and bald. Boy, this guy's got a lot of qualities. He's made uh, little effort and no improvement. Zoloft helped me personally but uh, get better, but um, he flat out refuses to get his Wellbutrin prescription filled. I made the decision that he broke the contract by never wanting to have sex and letting himself spiral, and it's time for me to walk away. However, I live in an area that is semi-quarantined, America, (laughs) and I am unsure about the future of my job, so I feel scared to blow all my savings on getting a new place to live. When I also need to buy a new car uh, and don't know if I'm going to have a job in a week. How do you feel? What banaka thaka about this situation? <laughs> do I fake love until the quarantine is lifted or do I get the fuck out? This is a mm. toughie. I definitely think you got to go. Um, but does she have to but, go physically? Uh, Can't she just go mentally? For the time being? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> It seems like something you can do with relative ease. It sure sounds like being able <laughs> No. Um, why don't you just leave mentally like I do in all my relationships? Um, 
It's like, oh, I've uh, been gone. I've been gone. Um, um, yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, she could. It depends how bad the money situation is. Right. And how bad the quarantine is. Can you get an apartment? If you can get an apartment, I'd say you bounce. Can and you also stay with the a quarantine. I think you could time it right so that you move and then you go into full quarantine. You're like, look, I'd love to get with you, but I can't. I can't. Right. Um, I don't trust you. Um, by the way, I talked to a rich person mm. and like a really rich person and all the really rich people are in a place. Not all of them, but like a, there's a cluster of very rich people that is fucking so goddamn funny that I can't talk about on the show. But it's very funny. Um, but they're all so in yeah, a location gotta... in America or in the world. Yeah. Yeah. No, in America. And they're, um, they're it's, safe and it's there? not an island. I mean, yeah, they're 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 all assuming that they're safe. It's not uh, it's not an island, but I bet there's some kind of guard with a gun. Okay. Um, based on who's there, um, yeah, I think she's got to go. Yeah, I wonder though if she could, you know, talk to him and just say, "Hey, for the like, should we do this anymore? Maybe we can just." But what are they doing? His dick doesn't work. Not a whole lot. Let's be real. Yeah, like there's just nothing to be done. Yeah. I had a girlfriend one time say that sex is the is the canary in the coal mine. And I wasn't sure I agree with her then, but I do now. Like how a how you're how much fucking you're doing is a good barometer for the relationship. Yeah, I mean I've been with someone who had depression and then we didn't have a lot of sex at all. And I don't know. It's, it's really hard to deal with all the other shit. You know what I mean? Everything else starts yeah. being real annoying. Like, ugh, yeah. this nigger. It makes it bearable. It's the sugar that makes the rest of it go down. Right. It's the dick. The spoonful of dick makes the medicine go down. <laughs> um, the, school, the, the spoonful of dickin'. Um, <laughs> or the dick full of sugar. Whichever you want. Dick full of sugar. Um, Goodbye. Dick full of sugar. Um... You've got mail. You can read the next one. Thanks, Thanks Daddy. Hey, Neil and Bianca. I want to hear more about y'all's thoughts on why you think people don't change without 12-step programs. I've been, ta- I've been taking this stuff called Kratom for a few years now. It's often used to get people off of heroin naturally, but also has other benefits and have been trying to quit for a while, not because it's ruining my life, but because I want to be able to operate normally without it. Thanks y'all. Uploads are often the most hype I get during the week. Love what y'all do. <laughs> Sorry. Could have done that better. Yeah. Um, Tom, you're not going to believe this, Bianca, but I've taken Tom for your heroin addiction. Uh, it's an over the counter. No, it's just you can it's also like an antidepressant and it's a little speedy. I like Kratom, but it would make me bitchier than normal, which seems impossible. And uh no. and by the end of the day I'd get like a little foggy memory-wise, which so it didn't work. There was one it's like a leaf that they crushed. There was one dose that I thought was really good and then other doses other like strains did not work for me. Uh, and I believe that people don't change without 12 step programs because people are, they're just, they're themselves machines. You can't be anybody but yourself. And right. 
your body and your spirit are going to just push you repeatedly in, in the same direction unless you have another force pushing back, which is where 12-step programs come. Um, or you get so much perspective from almost dying, which I'm hoping people get from this pandemic. But watching the the influenza thing, the 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 influenza thing was 1920, and then it was 1918. Sorry, and then there was the gay, the Roaring Twenties after that, where people are fucking doing flapper shit and like right. squamp, 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 which might have been the reason why. Right. But it's it also so just roaring. people are shallow. People are na- people are naturally shallow, and people are naturally looking for status and shiny shit. So while I hope America changes as a result of the pandemic, if it if it went back to work today, it I could say with absolute certainty things will not change. Um, you believe in twelve step programs, but they also believe in God. Like a God is like a thing. Yeah, but you progress. can make it so that it's not God. You can just make it so that it's actually your higher but something power becomes else. the group. Oh, okay. Yeah, like just something out uh, high, a power outside of myself. Right. It could be a. It could be the group. It could be Doug Stanhope had one of my favorite jokes ever, which is first step is you have to claim that you're powerless uh, over alcohol, and then second thing is you have to pick a higher power, and he goes. By that logic, wouldn't alcohol be my higher power? (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, fucking goddamn it. It's the only bit I've ever bootlegged. Right. Um, Wait, why did uh, I, when I first got hired, I, um, Doug Stanhope asked me to buy something through me, and I said, okay. And so I put in his um, comic name for the discount, and I wrote, (laughs) I wrote Brian Holtzman. And he not saw close. that, and he was like, "Oh, I'm not Brian Holtzman." I was like, "Oh, you're not." He's like, "Oh, Good friend yeah." Of mine. How would you fucking know? I was like, well, mm. "White guys in suits. What can I do?" Goodbye. They're not even close. I know. Good. I know. Now um, I know. Yeah. No, I like it. Um, oh, this is, you. You want to read another one, honey? Yeah. You've got mail. Go. Hi, Neil and Bianca. Deep breath. Bring some bass. Should I do it in an Irish accent? Hi, Neil and Bianca. It's not uncommon to hear on podcasts and other mediums guys talking about how men who wear perfume are weirdos, viewing it as a feminine habit. I am not a perfume wearer myself, and I completely agree with the idea that if a man is trying to fuck, it wouldn't be the brightest idea to wear perfume due to the masking of pheromones. However, I do think the sense of smell is underrated. Why wouldn't I dabble in weird smells for fun when I'm not looking for a date? It doesn't even have to be in the body. It could just be around the house. Should we only eat boiled unseasoned chicken and greens too? Or can I add a little tangy to my meat? I'd like to know how O'Neal feel and how binky thinky. Best wishes. Blah, blah. Jorge Lucas from Portugal, oh. the land of the OGs at both starting and stopping slavery. I didn't want to I, say his I, name. That was important. Sorry. I didn't want oh, to... yeah. No, you're right. But he wanted he He, okay. he asked for it. He wanted um, it. He, he fucking asked for it. <laughs> um, he, you saw what he was wearing. Um, the I am a fan of wearing vanilla. So Ugh. I'm a and which is a feminine smell. And I love it. The best, my one of my favorite smells of all time was Sarah Silverman used to wear uh, white musk from the body shop. 
and I smelled it when I was 18, and I was like, that's the greatest smell I've ever smelled. It's unisex. Some fragrances are unisex. This is a guy who wants to fucking... You don't have to wait for a woman to come around for you to... For, shit to smell good do do for self get you a, get you a fragrance that can do both i know you most know? guys Enjoy i know yourself. have per, uh cologne yeah i have cologne also but i but i yo i wear joe malone which is a lot of unisexies answer so, i think you weigh where you want and you and you can definitely candle whatever you want yeah candles um, fun wearing vanilla yeah. i don't know it's kind of weird goodbye no, Sorry. you're wrong. You're dead wrong. You would be <laughs> so lucky. You should be so lucky to get with me. You got what up, Bianca? Thanks for reading my email about a month ago re- regarding my positive experience since being diagnosed with bipolar and riffing about my wife, who is a beautiful black doctor. Pics below. He actually sent pictures and she was pretty. I'm a middle school administrator at a predominantly black school where all the administrators are white. The school is super high performing and all the teachers are incredibly dedicated. I want your opinion on something that happened at my school during the first week uh, last fall. Uh, read the N-word. Um, I was doing a classroom observation and just entered a science lab where everybody was working in small groups. I overheard a girl say to one of her friends the N-word with an A in a play, playful manner. The girls were working in the back of the room and didn't notice I was standing there. When they uh, when they did, they turned around and looked at me, and the girl apologized. For additional context, the school's discipline protocol is extremely tight, so the students get a 30-minute after-school detention if they forget a belt, dress shoes, or any other parts of the uniform. Probably Catholic. Uh, I thanked her for apologizing, but still told the girl who said the N-word with an A to go to the dean's office, fill out a, a reflection. Wow. This, this Now it sounds like some Quaker shit, maybe. For real. Uh, when the principal, who's white, saw the student in the dean's office, uh, they told her to go to the principal's office to explain what happened. The principal was livid that this student, who held a leadership position in her class, had said the N-word. I couldn't help but feel uncomfortable as I sat in the office. I share with the principal as they berated the student, asking, do you know what that word means? The student insisted that she wasn't trying to say the N-word in a derogatory way, but this didn't stop the principal from stripping the student from her leadership position. The principal even dug in their heels when the student's parents reached out to the school and tried to argue for their daughter to get the position back. I don't think the students should be openly able to cuss or speak out of pocket when they're in school. Uh, That said, there doesn't seem to be anything more white than reprimanding black people for using the n-word with an a wow i didn't even think I, that she was i black. thought she was white i did too wow i don't think i think that they could have a lawsuit for sure if they wanted to 100 percent. if they actually wanted to fight this you could win a lawsuit uh why be so hard like you can't tell it might it's a curse word to white people but it's not a curse word to black people right black people's term endearment so like it's not on the fence. Um, Some Catholic shit. I guess shit. it is on the fence, but it's also white people. It's a white rule. I, I Well, the, the hard part is you're dealing. I don't think black people want. I, see, I thought she was white. So all my logic <laughs> is based around that. I don't think a white person can enforce the N-word in any uh, context that aren't. That you, if there were white kids, even if there were white kids, I feel like black people would be like, you don't gotta, you don't gotta take away your leadership. <laughs> like, what right. I think black people would would be like, ah, it's a little snitchy, right? It's um, like, well, uh, there's something like the 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 ho- how hard line they're being. I don't understand why there isn't some learning. There's 
There's a lesson to be learned here. You know what I mean? Like moderation in the punishment. I don't understand why it's like seems a little Yeah, slavey. I don't that's a tough one, but I it's absolutely wrong. I I don't think it would be wrong for black kids to say the N-word to each. I mean, you don't want to yell it, but if you're just talking, I think you can just say it. But even Also, if kind of fucked up for yeah, that guy. No she was word. at the back of the class and whispered Yeah, I, like he's wrong for turning her in. <laughs> yeah, you should do like, what I you can. I don't know how. Like if you hadn't, like he's the, he should have known. Like you sent her to white people to reprimand them. Now you're like, so no, what the fu- no, I didn't you. want you to do that. No, you got um, to know. You better change the story when you tell your wife. Although it's something tells me you already told her. Mm. I think he should do what he should, what he can to right the wrong. And in the future, if that's how you know that the principal's like that's how the principal's going to react, verbal warning. You know what I mean? Or just how about this? You don't even right. have to be verbal. Just be like, yo, I. <laughs> Like, but I'm mad now. I realize I'm mad at him for turning. I'm mad at him. It's a tight ship. It's a tight ship. But like, you know, it's a tight ship. So why are you encouraging a tight ship? And now being like barbecue Becky shit, where it's like, yeah, they. I guess you can't have this guy's a science, science, science lab, Larry. This guy's a labby Larry, where he snitched (laughs) on some black girls for saying the N word. it's also so like I'm, making the I'm principal. This email really paints the principal out to be a total asshole. Yeah, and then, whereas and then it's you like, realize, like, wait, no, no, no. Why did you put them? You knew they were going to get the death penalty. It's like if you, right. if I turn somebody in for theft, I know if I turn a black person in for a crime, I know that America's not going to do the right thing. Right. Like so, you just kind of got to let it ride if it's if you can, Mm-mm-mm. if you're about that life, which it seems like. He's about that life. I thought he was about that life, and then we when thought I put the, we when knew I put you. The pieces together. We thought we knew you. So you fucked up, and and I figure out something. Ask your wife what you should do for reparations. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, you've got mail. Hey, Neil and B, love the pod. Been here since the beginning, and it's just uh, about the only thing I listen to regularly. I'm a 23 year old white guy, and the girl I've been dating, also white for about a year, has been very out about about me being close to her family. The other night while I was with them, her uncle and mother were very casually throwing around racist slurs, sent them to the principal, and hinting at the very outdated stereotypes. Her family is quite wealthy and could very well be described as a bunch of riverboat casino captains and plantation owners. <laughs> I like that. Uh, me coming from a lower class family and living in a rather poor neighborhood my whole life, I've uh, always had a lot of friends of all different races, and racism has always been something I won't tolerate being around and have been in quite a few fights because of it. I'm from the Northeast and now live in Florida, and I've always heard about people from the South being racist, but in my four years living here, I've only seen it maybe once or twice. When I confronted her about it, saying how uncomfortable it made me and how I wanted uh, to check them, she got very defensive and said she's never had anyone say anything like that to her uh, because that's that's their opinion, and you saying something won't change their mind. Um, should I just end this now and avoid a big argument or keep my mouth shut and let these dummies have their own opinion? Uh, I think you got to go, dog. Yeah. Fuck that. Especially. Um, yeah. yeah you no. just, you're not. If you're serious, what are you going to marry into like a. No. You're going to have a race. You're. Yeah. Like you're. It's not good. Yeah. You're going to have a you're kid gonna and try, they're going to go. Gonna let yeah. your, you're not going to want your kids there. You're not going to want. Just you got to go. I'm sorry. 
There's also plenty um, of families who are loving, open, and who don't openly say racist shit that are white. So not I as just, many as you'd think, though. I'm kidding. No, of course. Yeah, no, yeah there of are. course. And but no, if he likes the girl, the thing about not being in L.A. is hard to fucking meet people. I know. L.A. and New York, it's like whenever I'm on the road and I see a guy with a hot girl, I'm like, how did you get her? Right. Um, so it's hard. Like, it's hard to start over. Like, you got to fucking drive 40 minutes and like, I'll right. meet you at Hopefully the interstate. She... And just like, and it's, just it's harder. <laughs> but you got to It go. is, but fuck um, that. No, that's weird. Goodbye. Yeah. You've got mail. Uh, hey, Nanks and Binks. Uh, I'm from the Bay Area, and we just have uh, gone on shelter in place due to COVID-19. It's been all anyone has talked about for the last month, but now we're uh, even really now we're not even really allowed to leave the house. It's an extrovert. It's not pleasant to be stuck inside. I'm also a pre-med student whose classes have all been put online. I now have a lot more time to read all the stupid shit on Facebook because the only reason I have it to laugh at dummies than I know. I've witnessed several anti-vax arguments about the coronavirus, and they still would not get a vaccine if they came out with one. I'm not sure I would either, as I typically don't get the flu shot overall. Um, I, look, man, I, I would say uh, get a fucking flu shot, and I get a flu shot every year, and I'm going to get – I'll get a vaccine. I don't believe in conspiracies. I don't, again, I don't believe in conspiracies. I've gone over this again and again. They're, they're ways for dumb people to seem smart. Um, uh, Banks, are you, are you a vaccine getter? Uh, no, but not for any conspiracy theory reason. I just don't get vaccine. Just, you just don't. I haven't gotten it since, I, I've never gotten, I, the thing the last they used to give flu shots at my elementary school which I don't know if people would be down with now, but. Um, and look at it. You've got, auto- you've got autism. <laughs> um, you're as autistic as they I just found out. Um, so um, yeah. I would, I don't get the flu shot, but recently I got a whooping cough vaccine because like if you're around people's kids and stuff, you can give them whooping cough pretty badly. And uh, my doctor was like, you know, and this happened a while ago, but she said, you know, the, the vaccine isn't really for you. It's so you don't give it to someone else, which is basically coronavirus. She's like, yeah, it's just so you shit. don't and give it. Yeah. Because you're healthy. Yeah, it's, it's not going to affect you. The, you can get the flu. It's not a, big deal. a good way to think of corona is assuming you have it. And do I want to give it to people I like, I like and maybe love? Right. No. Um, this guy also mentioned the thought of it jumping from an animal. And uh, didn't they think it came from bats or whatever? Yeah. Um, And yeah, like don't eat animals. I still think don't eat animals, but I don't. That's not someone. PETA PETA tweeted something about like it needs to be said. And someone's like, it didn't need to be said. I was like, I go, well, you know what? It one of those maybe worth mentioning things. I don't know if it needed to be said, but it definitely is worth mentioning. And then I muted the conversation. That's my new thing on Twitter. (laughs) Say something, go mute. Goodbye. Um, You've got mail. Neil, I'm sure somebody pointed this out, but I don't think the yoga studio a tribe called Sweat that was mentioned during the What Are White People Doing? Oh, we, did last we week move on? Run by white people. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Sorry. From the vaccine. Um, that said, I totally could see white people opening a studio with that name. Uh, going on a tangent here, how Neil feel and how, what do you think in regards to white people cashing in on weed, CBD business with African Americans and Latin people? 
who were disproportionately in prison for marijuana-related crimes sit in cells to this day. Um, I mean, that's a big. What are these white people doing? That's a big um, one. <laughs> that's a one. That's a major one. Uh, I gotta. I'm gonna look up a tribe called Sweat Ownership. Oh my um, God! Please, oh, I hate every sweat time. Owner. Owner. <laughs> Sarah Larson Levy. That is not a wow. black lady. Yeah, that is not a fucking see her. black woman. I can tell you that. I hate um, it every time. And to make matters worse, they have a uh, like a Native American Indian head on some of their really? on some of right. their. Uh, Jeez, this sucks. I hate that goddamn thing every time. Okay, you go on a date with a girl. Established in 2013, Y7 Studio is a sweat-dripping, beat-bumping, candlelit yoga. Candlelit. Uh, I'm going to kill somebody. Okay, you go on um, a date with a girl. She's fucking fly. You're having a good time. You realize she's the owner of a tribe called Sweat. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Um... Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's, uh, it's, yeah, sorry. I just, it's, I can't bring someone that fucking goofy around friends. I, I was like, just like a fucking ticking time bomb before everyone knows. Yeah. Like a tribe called Sweat, like, mm, and you're not giving a Q tip any money. Okay. No, you can't, you can't, you, you can't sit with us. Goodbye. Um, You've got mail. So I came to the, your podcast for Neil. Big fan of Three Mike Chappelle Show. I love how Neil's brain works. That being said, I'm so glad that you moved past saying the N-word in your sets. I got it. I get it. And still just cringy to me because there is so much of me wrapped up around that word. Uh, it's not about you, but I assume you figured that out. And that's why you moved on from that. Uh, and I was done with the material. My favorite parts of the podcast are when Neil gets excited and he starts sounding like Jerry Seinfeld of Jerry Seinfeld like black people. This is the reason I read this letter. Jerry Seinfeld, uh, truly his best friend, black George Wallace, and one of his best friends is Mario Joyner. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld really likes black people, like not in a bullshit way. Like at Jerry's birthday, Rock said that in his speech. But the black um, population or these one-off black people? Both. Okay. I'm sure he gives to good charities. He runs a good charity around like fathers and custody and um him on if you want to know what jerry seinfeld thinks about black people watch him and steve harvey jerry on steve harvey is so fucking funny he does seinfeld material about black people and it will it will fucking killed me it i'm sorry it killed me already it'll it's gonna kill you it's uh it's like corona it's gonna kill you um so uh, nice about Bianca and then so I have an unpopular opinion you might want to discuss I'm a mixed guy traditionally mixed white and black not that exotic shit Bianca's people are doing and I've noticed that mixed people make some of the most beautiful offspring that is as long as the mom is white and the dad is black if the scenario is reversed the kid ends up an odd shade of color with less than optimal features I don't disagree with him <laughs> I I mean, first of all, it's almost always mom is white, dad right. is black because 
the level of difficulty for a white guy to get a black woman is 15 times harder, a factor of 15 times harder to get a black woman as a white man. White man. Um, white man. White man. Um, so, but I, I'm going to go, I'm going to make a small pox blanket statement and say that I agree with this guy. This guy thought it was an unpopular opinion. It's actually a small pox blanket statement. Small pox blanket statement. What is small pox blanket statement? No! <laughs> oh, that's great. You know what's great about that? Is somebody made it Indian instead of Native American. Oh, uh, my Which is God. great and Small really works for the show because it's, it's making statement. fun of racist and it's, and it's racist at the same it's time. It's so racist. Uh, uh, so thank you. Thank you. Nah. Um, Bianca, your thoughts on this? So... On this man's smallpox. One, I know a lot of mixed people too. I watch Toddlers and Tiaras, which produced which was a bunch of mixed couples and very good looking little girls that i'm sure will turn into like good looking girls um dimes yeah and let me tell you something it isn't that is not the common link mom dad that doesn't matter my mom's black whatever um it's now this isn't (laughs) I'm not saying this about my parents, but on the average, especially in America, it's like a lot of black white mixing, especially in like the South and stuff. It's if the parents are ugly and they're of different races, they make a good looking kid. Yeah. My two good looking people that. That don't it's like t- when you add two negative numbers, you get a positive number. Yes, exactly. Um, well, the tragedy is when there's two good looking celebrities and they have a kid and you're like, Bleh. I mean, what is it? Debbie um, Moore and. Oh, that's fucked up. I don't want to call it. I'm not even talking Sorry. We're not getting into specifics. Um, (laughs) The point is that two good-looking people don't always make a good-looking kid. No, you're absolutely right. Or you kind of got a squint Um, and you're like, they're okay. Yeah, like that's the thing where Blake Griffin has a joke where he's like, am I good-looking? Or maybe I gay try to get him to do that joke. Like, am I good-looking? Do you even, can you tell? I don't know if I am or not. Um, He's good-looking. I think that's, that's, thank you. I'll tell him you said so. Um, uh, so, uh, so yeah, he's good looking. His brother's better looking than him. But Blake, if he doesn't have the right haircut, is like looks like a bulldog. Um, that's why he has his hair longer now. Like his rookie season, he had the shaved head, and, and then he grew it long. And I was like, that's that's the one. That's um, it. That's it. Goodbye. That's the one. That that one. Uh, Banks, oh, you can read this do. one. Thank you. You've got mail. Hi, Neil and Bianca. So my husband, who is 41, by the way, is leaving tomorrow for a previously scheduled three-day guys trip with like 19 other guys. It's a cabin in the woods. Normally, it's centered around getting shit-faced and watching NCAA tournaments. And that and the rest of the world is canceled. So it consists of him getting shit-faced and stoned out of his mind, playing beer pong, pool, video games, basically frat boy shit. That's completely crazy and basically like saying, fuck you, I don't care about you, right? Leaving your wife, two kids during a pandemic while the world is shut down. We may or may not die, not to mention the exposure the exposure uh, to 19 other men will be bringing back. Not sure our relationship can recover if he goes. I feel like this is just insane and I'm starting to go mad. How Neil feel and what Binky Thinky? 
Uh, it's not good. That's really careless. <laughs> the two kids during a pandemic is not good. I don't know what recourse you have, but I think that you have a good case for being an asshole for a month. Right. I mean, I don't know. Be. I think you're going to divorce him over this. No. Yeah. It's kind of but I, I, like I said, ten. The repercussions of this pandemic are going to be felt for a ten years minimum. Well, you minimum. know what she can do. She can say, "Cool," and you can't come back here for two weeks. There, find yeah, somewhere to go. But he, by the way, he'd like that. Um, sounds like he wouldn't <laughs> mind like, it. Two more you and weeks? Me. No. Two. Uh, don't make me do that. No, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Um. Yeah, he there. This guy leaves for two weeks. He's never coming back. Um, yeah, I. But I think he's not a good. You married a. You married a bum. Um, it's just not good. Also, I don't like when guys go on adult male trips. Really, it's kind of like, dude, you got married. Like, I get what you want to do. Although I, I, but that's why I'm single. Like, if I was married, I don't think I'd be like me and Seth. Like, even going to dinner feels a little sexist. What do you mean? Where it's like Two guys just no wives. Oh yeah, the guys are going out to dinner. It's like, it's like okay. I mean, what? it's obviously fine, but it just feels a little bit um, right. Guys only. Uh, yeah. Um, Will, do we have any audios or videos? Hey guys, first of all, kudos to Bianca for getting through the last couple of episodes with what was obviously a very runny nose. I uh, could not have been easy. Uh, I know you guys talk about race relations a lot on the show. I think Bianca hit the nail on the head a few episodes ago when she talked about how Germans don't really display German flags because they feel shame related to the Nazis and the Holocaust. But then you look at America with 250 years of slavery followed by 100 years of Jim Crow and still holding on to institutional racism and yet doesn't feel one lick of shame about it. In fact, America wants to honor and celebrate all the people, symbols and songs from that that time. Uh, so a message to white America is you just can't skip to say I have black friends and I like hip hop. It doesn't work that way. Uh, you can't have national pride and true contrition. So as it pertains to the inability of white America to truly feel shame, I'd love to know how Neely Feely and what Biffle Sniffle. I do sniffle. Um, uh, yeah, shame is, a, is, a, is the only thing that's going to get white people to even acknowledge it. Um, and I don't see it happening anytime soon. I just don't think it's... It doesn't serve, doesn't serve them. Like, all right, I'm ashamed of slavery that I didn't do, but I live with the repercussions of. You know, it's very hard to even appreciate. You have to have like a very dimensional mind to even understand the concept of like, no, but the system. And you're like the system, but it, yeah. uh, so I don't see that happening anytime soon, friend. Yeah. What about you, Banks? Um, I think the world really shamed uh, Germany. That helped. Also, okay. Hey there. No, keep going. Um, keep going. No, I thought I lost you guys for a second. Uh, I also think having a lot of um, border country neighbors really does put the pressure on, whereas we don't really have that that uh physical oh so pressure? you feel like yeah no you're absolutely i think that's a huge difference that germany invaded all these countries so they and they have to keep living with the country it's like <laughs> right <laughs> don't mind if, if we you, back to like if you're by I yourself like, oh, yeah. God. yeah no no go ahead that if you're by yourself you're not gonna 
Although black people are here, it's just not the black well, people we right enslaved. Whereas, even like, we are exactly. Enslaved. So, if let's say the South was its own country, and we were just like, yeah. that's not right. Black people rights. Everybody else is standing up. You really, it's the pressure. So, without that physical pressure on a country, mm-hmm. I do think you go a little unchecked, and your ego gets to run. Everyone, look, listen to everyone's national anthem. It's all fucking supremacy. We are the best and we are better than you. Yeah, it's every like, country, like even Jake Tapper was saying, like, we're the best country in the world. I'm like, why are you even saying what based on what? Like, like best tell at me what? What are we military? the best at? We're very good. Yeah, at like that. what? Military. That's the only one. That's the only one. Um, so yeah, the 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 Shame and the neighbor, I think, is a big one. That's a good observation. I like that when you start a war and lose, you have to pay for it. Mm. So people are basically like, look, we get wanting to take over. We're not going to punish you. You just got to pay us. Right. She, we get it. We all want to fucking take over. Cheap, right? Cheaper to keep we, it. You know I mean? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, do it. Do it. Uh, I, we attack you guys in a second. We get it. We just haven't, you know, figured we wouldn't. Um, Goodbye. Will any more? You had a video of a swarthy Russian Robert Downey Jr. Swarthy, I resent that. You've got mail. Hey Neil and Bianca, uh, I wanted to ask you guys about dating apps. Um, they're obviously kind of weird. You're meeting someone through text and out of context of their whole life, but they can also obviously be really fun and fruitful. So I was wondering how you guys feel about them. And if you have any wisdom about them, you know, swarthy. The, like here's anti-black. the wisdom I have for, of dating apps, what? and um, uh, that I share anytime I get the opportunity. <laughs> FaceTime them before it comes to that. Fucking FaceTime them. FaceTime with the man or woman, and then you can decide if you even need to go out. Definitely talk on the phone, right? But absolutely FaceTime. Because I've talked on the phone with people and been like, nope, we don't need to do this. It's never going to happen. Or And I FaceTime with people and been like, no, thank you. Um, so And the quarantine's a perfect opportunity. Oh, my God. Um, I've had so many quarantine dates. Have you really? No. Just with friends. But oh. I feel like it's No, but good- I'm saying you could, yeah, you could, like, see if you like the person and then go like, okay, that'll be worth it. Because the good thing about the quarantine is you're not going to see them anytime soon. So you are just relying on their personality. Yeah. Some people have been hitting me up to like, so come over. So does it work or not? No. Like, no. No, dog. No. It's a great ex- It's a great excuse. Not, nah, dude. Yeah. It's a wonderful excuse. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, FaceTime. FaceTime is a good uh, one. That's my, that's my advice. Goodbye. Um... You've got mail. Uh, this guy said, uh, what up, Binks and Neil? Whenever I travel abroad or come across foreigners traveling stateside, I'm always curious how people in other countries flirt or date in comparison to Americans. That being said, I'm black and just started seeing an Iranian Persian woman. So I'm curious what Bianca thinks one should know about dating a Persian woman or her experience as a Persian woman dating in America. What are the same stereotypes that might ring true or other differences that would be notable or interesting? Um, go, Binks. Okay, well, I can't speak for all Persian girls because there's kind of two types. There's a really artsy, um, going against the culture, going against the grain, but still really embracing being Persians types. 
I'm more that. And then there's Persian princesses. So I have a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. But for me, I very much don't – I like it. You got to pay at first. I'm not paying. I don't even <laughs> take out my wallet. Why am I doing some dumb dance? I say thank you very much for dinner or lunch or coffee or whatever the fuck. So for me, you got to pay because Persian culture, it's very – the hierarchy, the male-female hierarchy, it's like the guy kind of takes care of the girl. I like it, whatever, I've gotten into some issues, and it's not its not a big deal if it's going to cause any ruckus. I don't want no ruckus. I appreciate it at first. It doesn't have to be indefinitely, and it doesn't have to be, you know, that's the way it is. But I do appreciate that. I just really need to say that. Um, and uh, just try to show a little bit of interest. Try to, like... Do a little quick Google search because I feel like Persian culture is so misunderstood and there's so much bullshit. Just try to appear on the more open-minded, knowledgeable side of the culture. If you do delve into it and say like, oh, you know, I heard this or we can try this. I don't know. Just show a little bit more interest. Not like, I don't know. Don't ask all the ignorant questions. Get, get a little info. Do a little quick Google search is fine. Fair enough. Um, I have no experience. Uh, I would like to point out there was an article, I don't know if we talked about it, about how women in dating want guys to take care of everything. And then when they get married, they're like, now we're equal. And my thing is like, you want equality? Be equal from the beginning. No, why does it like be you equal want, from the beginning? Said, as a girl said, because what are you doing that's so great? Why is your dinner time more valuable than my dinner time? What does that have I, to do with trust, anything? I, having said that, I will. Have, I pay for fucking everything, so I don't give. No, a no, shit, I don't. But, but what? What is? What, why are you equating? I'll rescue a bitch out of Ireland. I don't care. But, <laughs> but I'm why saying, are you equating it? Why? To why do value I have to of pay? your time? I feel like at the beginning, there's really kind of it's a real linear thing. I have a vagina, and we're seeing if we right. work you're out saying, to fuck your vagina. Right, but what you're saying is bribe me for my vagina. And what I'm saying is your vagina is not more valuable than my penis. Okay, Sorry. Well, I, I disagree. My vagina makes people. I don't need your, fe- I don't need your penis to cool. make people. Cool, I don't want that. Cool, then great. Cool. It Also, don't make people without a, without a dick. Without semen. So I don't really need your penis. Right, but anyways. which comes from the dick. Okay, okay but great. You're but- never going to... So, would you, if you were going to go out with a, someone from the lab, you'd have, then you'd pay? Um, no, you're just, you're, you're like uber focusing it to where it makes sense to you. I'm just saying that like, for me, you got to pay it first. That's it. It's really simple. It doesn't because have. Because you have a vagina. I think that that's Not because I have a vagina, because you want something for me. And then I want to know that you, you, you want, want skin. Yeah, right. You right. You want, want, for, you you want need skin in the game. You need skin me. in the game. Pain I don't want to make babies. That's, I don't want to make babies you, necessarily. Right, but you want to have sex as much as I do. So why is it up to me to fucking... I don't uh, ever want to have sex as you. much as a guy does. So I don't know. Maybe this depends on the woman. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's the assumption is that men want it and women don't. And that's the... I don't uh, think that. Story. I just think men right, want it a little bit more. Two more questions because my computer's going to die. Goodbye. Um, You've got mail. Uh, hey, fam. RSTNLA. How long before you, the theoretical, you, the theoretical, you got over 
the insatiable desire for money, compliments, and publicity. I'm fucking suffering from that sickness at this moment. Hope all is well from Texas. Uh, you will never get over the insatiable desire for money, compliments, and publicity. Uh, guess we publicity, guess we all want money. Yeah, publicity you'll you'll you might not want, but you know you want likes. You want that's basically publicity for people not in showbiz. Uh, you want likes. You want shares. You want to go viral. Uh, money compliments you're not gonna want. You're never gonna get over. Uh, you can hope to contain it. You just have to make peace with it. Like your body is gonna want it regardless. I had the thought recently. There is n- your body is never gonna think you have enough money. Ever. Your body's never, ever going to think you have enough money. Your body's constantly like, dude, we got to get a fucking, are you, what are we doing for dinner? What are, what are we doing? Like constantly pushing for more and you have to uh, make peace with it and be like, not now, friend. Um, that's my feeling. Binkers? Yeah, you said it. Pretty straightforward. Okay, very good. Pretty straightforward. Goodbye. This is a good one. Uh, You've got mail. Uh, hi friends. One time I took a girl I like to the movies and we were walking out. A car was about to drive in front of us. So like any reasonable person, I slowed down to assess the situation and see if they're, they were going to let us cross or not. For some reason, the girl I was with rushed ahead and said, fuck it. Uh, I have the right of way. They have to stop for me. Essentially playing chicken with a two ton death machine to which I yelled, uh, out, stop. What the fuck are you doing? The car did stop. But it got so fucking close that I froze in fear, unsure of what I had just witnessed. Once we both crossed the street, the guys in the car drove off and yelled, out of the way, you dirty bitch. That's not what we said exactly, but close enough. Um, to which I didn't realize, to which I didn't react because I was still in shock. After this happened, she was very upset because I froze and didn't say anything about it at all. The weeks following this, I noticed that she looked at me differently and eventually told me that she was no longer attracted to me. She never cited the situation as the underlying cause, but I knew because there was a shift in the energy. Even though I still think her uh, expectation that I should have stood up for her after she did something really stupid is highly unreasonable. My masculinity really took a hit for this. Uh, In my eyes, taking care of and standing up for those you care about is a big part of masculinity. But to what end? How Neil feel? What Binky thinking? You go first, because I can, I feel like you're still mad about the dinner thing. What dinner thing? No, I'm not. You're just no. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. does, don't put your issues okay. with women on me. <laughs> Anyways, thank you. Moving on. Um, no, she just has a. She's an egomaniac. That's all it is. Just she didn't like her ego got bruised, and then she just invented. Well, he shoulda. That it was your fault. Yeah. It's just this is not. Do you think that just, that's fairly common? No, because this situation is so obvious. It's just like, okay, so it's not that complex why someone wouldn't want you to walk in front of a moving vehicle. I don't know. That's It's hard to look at the layers. Why wouldn't she? Well, yeah. maybe if she, it's just like, no, what the yeah. fuck? So I think you really have to do a little bit of lying to yourself to figure out why you're not fully wrong for that situation. Um. I Yeah, I think that there's not much he can do. The only advice I have in this situation with a man and a woman, I have a policy which is never let the woman physically pick you up because you will never come back from that. What do you mean physically pick you up? Physically, you know when a girl will be like, let me pick you mm-hmm. up. You don't want that. You don't. You just don't want to go down that alley. I picked it's up never, so many guys. You, it's, 
Not true. I know. You seem like the kind of person. Always on my back. Uh, yeah. You're because you're low to the ground and you did CrossFit. Right. Um uh I don't I just think yeah, I think that she's the wrong one for you. And uh and I feel like you can work through this. Like, just call her on her shit. I think he needed to do it quickly. I yeah. think he I feel like this is like in the past, but I think he uh, needed to do it quickly. Too much time has passed by. Yeah, be like, you know, that was because she can just deny it. Be like, yeah, you did. You needed to get rid of it. You needed to argue about it like then. Yeah. Like, so like, you wanted me yeah. to fight those dudes? Got to nip those because... things in the bud. Yeah. Because the ego will um, drag it down the swamp and be like, no, that wasn't it. I wasn't mad at that. Yeah, it's like, exactly. no, you got to yeah, call the it. the longer it goes, it'll metastasize. Um, all right. Our first quarantine episode. My phone's about to, or my, my computer's about to die. You guys, you're both, we made uh, it. You're all ba- you're all beautiful legends. And um Do you think we're we gonna be still standing at do. the end of this? I think we will. Yeah, I think we will. Okay, good. Yeah. I like our I like our immune system and you know, eating a lot of uh I haven't changed my diet. <laughs> you know a whole lot of nothing over here. A lot of fasting. Me too. Yeah, fat a lot of fasting. Yeah, not intentionally. <laughs> Um, All right. God bless everybody. We'll see you soon. Love you guys. Bye. Goodbye.